2: Hello friends, we're back again, it's Fightful.com and it is June 2nd, it's time for your post-impact wrestling review. We are about two more episodes away from Slammiversary, including tonight's three episodes. Uh, I am stoked, I enjoyed myself, we're gonna talk about it, we're gonna go through it, we're gonna do what we do every week, we're gonna joke about it. I've got Cresta Starr here, Cresta, how the heck you doing?
3: hi everyone always fun to be here excited to talk wrestling what a what a week what a month what a past 20 30 days of wrestling i it's been fantastic did you enjoy the show tonight joel
2: i really did enjoy the show it felt like it went by uh at a sufficient pace i i actually the one time i got tripped up thinking oh shoot the main events now i for some reason in my brain for like 10 seconds I thought that the OGK versus Rhino and Heath match was the main event. I had forgotten that it was Morrissey and PCO against against Moose and Macklin. Because even though the the thumbnail was Morrissey's last match in Impact was tonight, I just had completely forgotten. But either way, it didn't trip me up too bad. I enjoyed what I saw. A lot of good storytelling and story building going into Slammiversary. What did you think of the show overall tonight?
3: Um, I liked it last week I was ranting raving I was like nine out 9.5 out of ten tonight was a 7.5 a solid builder um <laughs> my biggest note tonight was wow Alicia's gonna die next week <laughs> oh,
2: it's in my notes here I even wrote it down in big bold letters Masha slamovich is gonna kill Alicia
3: Masha's gonna kill you. <laughs>
2: If you missed BTI, they brought you up to speed. Alicia took on Renee Michelle and got the win, and then Masha Slamovich comes out with a manila envelope, gives it to Alicia, who then later on in the night is uh, asked by Gia Miller, hey, what's that uh, envelope? And they pull out the envelope, and it's the big red X over Alicia's 8x10. And I love that uh, she doesn't really understand it. And then Giselle Shaw has to come out and be like, oh, no, no, you're dead. (laughs)
3: tried to hit us with it this is actually an art piece from the thing no girl you gonna die next week (laughs) to quote um to quote ghost molly you in danger girl
2: (laughs) (laughs) well i can tell you now folks you're not in danger if you come here and join us tonight and you leave a thumbs up on the video if you're watching on youtube.com slash fightful hello welcome good to see you if you're in the chat hello good to see you hope you're well you can donate a super chat and get your question or statement right on the air, or a Humper Chat will do the same thing. It's week three, Cresta, pop quiz. Do you know what a Humper Chat is?
3: A Humper Chat is something powered by, I think you had said Streamlabs, or it's its own platform. You got you it, Yes. You can donate there. We'll read your chats there, and we'll get those on screen. It's all integrated, and it helps us, and it keeps Sean Ross Sapp from beating us with sticks.
2: I think I got right. it. Yeah, close enough. Like, you know, I'll give you i give you ninety eight percent on that one. Am I not? We'll
3: take it. We'll take it. <laughs> I don't
2: know. I don't know if he'll uh I don't know if he'll physically attack well, maybe he will. If I see him in Nashville, if I see him if I see him for SummerSlam week, he might actually physically assault me in in the in the nicest possible way, even though I am taller than Sean Ross. Uh- That's right, there's your scoop. I
3: heard he's really tall, so then how tall are you?
2: (laughs) Tall enough. Tall enough to subscribe to Fightful Select and tell you to do the same. Because if you want all the latest on the MJF saga, because there's been a ton of it, Sean and I and Rob Wilkins sat down on Saturday morning, or I guess it was Sunday morning at that point, to talk about the the plane ride or not plane ride and the ticket and what was going on. That was last week. That was a whole long-ass podcast. But if you want Fightful Select, we've got all the updates going on with what's happening with MJF and AEW. Along with Ring of Honor news, Ring of Honor is coming back a little bit sooner in the uh, in the summertime, and of course all the podcasts. We'll talk about Fightful we'll Select a little bit later. Easiest, most accurate five bucks you'll ever spend, I guarantee it. Cresta, I have some news.
3: I'm ready, what's up?
2: So this was W. Morrissey's last match in Impact, at least for now. He he has finished up his commitments. PW Insider did report that today. And, of course, the thumbnail, we, we, we added that as well. Uh, I got a question for you, though. Where would you like to see him go next?
3: So I've tossed around this thought in my mind. I saw that report earlier, and I was like, does he go back to WWE? Because part of me is like, you deserve a proper run. And he even admitted himself last time he was there. He was a little bit, a lot of a hot mess. And you did get a rocket to your back because you were with Mr. Amore, but now that he's gone, can you still hack it? Do I want to see him in AEW? Yes, but AEW... I think their roster right now is very bloated. Too many chess pieces, not enough chessboard. If they restructure how they do it, maybe. I think he should stay in Impact. TBH, he'd probably get better money in WWE, but I don't know if they'll utilize him as well as they have been in Impact Wrestling. I would like to see him stay, if I'm being completely honest. Even if he wants to do dates in New Japan, I would like to see him stay in Impact. What about you, Joel?
2: So the last thing you just said is something I didn't even think about, and that was New Japan. I I hadn't even thought about W. Morrissey, New Japan. They tried to do it once upon a time with the whole Ring of Honor and New Japan at Madison Square Garden show, and that, of course, was like the weird work shoot the boys didn't know, but that was a whole mess. Uh, But W. Morrissey has, like you said, rehabbed his image and literally rehabbed himself in such a way through Impact that he's undeniable wherever he goes. He had a great showing in AEW. That appearance definitely helped him. Um, And this move with Impact proved to be uh, helpful for him and his career. Where does he go next? I think I'm on with you that it's most likely WWE. The money's there. The opportunity is there. He's a guy who's learned a lot and has experienced a lot since he left. He's grown up a lot, that's for sure. And he looks different. So I think if he were to go anywhere, it would be WWE. But I see it in the chat and I saw you say it too. I heard you say it too. Uh, Would you want Morrissey to stick around in Impact? Yeah. I think he's doing great work in Impact. And he didn't ever hold a world championship. He didn't get that that monster hold the the line, be the guy push. Mm -hmm. So there is an opportunity there to tell that story. And it's up to him if he were to come back and do that. But for now, if he's going to stick around, wonderful. But if he goes to WWE, I think that there's a a good chance of him seeing some success. He's a big dude. And that's the land of the Giants.
3: I would just worry, like I said, with AEW. I think if they do push him, he would be in a stellar storyline. But there's a lot of people. And I would hate for him to get lost in the shuffle. There's a lot of people they are already lost in the shuffle. I would hate for that for him, too. Especially now, like you said, he's been busting his butt. I think if he does go to the E, it might be the best thing for him. But Impact Impact is better. But WWE is a close second.
2: (laughs) I I agree with you. I'd love to see him stick around Impact. Obviously, it's going to be up to him where he goes. Money talks and so does your artistic freedom or your artistic experience. I know that that's always, you know, we, we say it all the time on Fightful that you can never question the the plans or the ethics or the, um, the expectations of an artist or someone with a creative mind. So in Morrissey's case, it's going to be whatever he decides. But I think the world is his oyster, and I think we just yeah. kind of we kind of came to that conclusion here. Uh, I love the opening tonight. They did a 2005 TNA Impact opener. Uh, they did classic Rhino, which I loved last week. It was classic Chris Saban. This week it was old Rhino video uh, and the old TNA logo and the old TNA Impact logo. I loved it. Little little 20 year Impact thing going into it. Big fan. Um, I
3: thought that was really dope too. As someone who didn't watch all those years ago, it's like it's nice to come in like, hey. This is, remember back then, this is what leads up to it. It gives you a dose, especially if you're someone new coming in. I love it. I love that. I did.
2: Uh, and I keep going back, and I, I mentioned this last week. I'm listening to Jeff Jarrett's podcast, and he continuously talks about his old days in TNA and the pay-per-views that they put on and what was going on in the business back then. I was paying attention to TNA on and off sporadically since it came into, uh, until uh, since its conception in, in 02. And there are times where I have to go back and like, listen to his podcast just to remind myself, Oh my God, this did happen because mm. for a long time, I didn't watch the pay-per-views. I would usually watch somewhere else or somehow else. Um, but when they started with Fox sports net and then spike, I, I was paying attention to, to TNA back then. So it, to me, it's nice little nostalgia rubs. Uh, and I, I still recommend people listen to that Jared podcast. Cause he, he, he gets granular as he says. <laughs> uh, also, I don't know how you felt about this tonight. But all night, on commentary, they brought out different wrestlers to come and join Tom Hannafin, except for the main event. Matt Raywalt came out and joined Hannafin for that. How did you feel about that? We had Deanna Purrazzo join. Uh, who was there? Uh, Trey Miguel was there. Eddie Edwards was there. What did you think of uh, the revolving door of, of, of commentators tonight?
3: Well, I knew Deanna Prazo was going to be on commentary because of last week. So I expected that. And when Trey Miguel was on commentary for the next match, I was like, okay, maybe Ray Walt is getting ready for his match. So that made sense. And he wouldn't come on right after his match because he got beat up
2: <laughs> Yeah.
3: So by the main event. You caught your breath. You got the ice on your head. I liked it. I liked the revolving doors because each person added something different. And I was actually surprised when Eddie Edwards was on commentary. He didn't interfere until the very, very end. I was, I was surprised. It was nice. It was nice. I don't think that anyone in Impact is a bad talker necessarily. So, them all just rotating on commentary, to me, it was seamless. There was no one who was like.
2: (laughs) Do you know who was that way for me? Who? Eddie Edwards.
3: (laughs) (laughs) He's a nuisance.
2: He is a nuisance. I think I'm just kind of frustrated with Honor No More being... Mm. They they had to stall for so long because of Ring of Honor. You know, when they they were brought in, it was like this impression that Ring of Honor was going on hiatus and then they were going to come back in April and then Tony Khan bought them and that totally threw everything (coughs) that was maybe planned for for Honor No More kind of threw it out the window. So what I'm seeing now is just they're trying to figure out what it is, but everything that they're saying is just like, We're waiting. We're going to get you. We deserve this. We deserve that. We're the guys. But it's like, mm, are you though? And then you'll we'll, we'll talk about it later because in the Heath and Rhino match, they, they they did something really good. I was a big fan of that. So we'll talk about it. Let's open up. Mia Yim, Savannah Evans, open up the show. Uh, like we talked about, Diana Prazo was on commentary. Tasha Steeles at ringside. Uh, Mia Yim's first singles match since returning to Impact Wrestling. And of course, the match itself for me, I enjoyed it because Mia Yim taking on someone larger, thicker, whatever you want to say about Savannah Evans, out just outmatched in terms of size. Uh mm-hmm. and I, I really liked that teaming. I uh, that not that teaming, but that uh that matchup. What did you think of Mia Yim and Savannah Evans?
3: I thought the chemistry I Chemistry tonight was the theme. Everyone tonight was really good in the ring. To me, I didn't dislike any parts of the match. I thought that Mia Yim played her part, especially Savannah Evans played her part perfectly. And we'll never know who would have won or whatever it was because um, Tasha runs down and then Grace runs down. And then of course Yim gets the pin. I don't know. I liked it. I don't really have too many notes on it because I thought it was solid in-ring work, you know, Um, Tasha coming down because she thinks Savannah is in trouble makes sense and no one looks bad in defeat there. Um, What did you think about it, Joel?
2: I enjoyed the match. Um, Mm -hmm. One thing that I really liked was just Savannah Evans using her power and her strength to whip Mia Yim face first into the ropes instead of Yim kind of turning to hit the ropes and bounce back. Yim just kind of bounced off the rope space first and then gets planted with the DDT. Uh That little sequence like that is just great for someone like Savannah Evans, who is bigger than her opponents for the most part. And in this case, it was. Uh, It it looked really good and it made her look like more of a beast. Um, I also really enjoyed, by the way, Deanna Perazzo saying that uh, Tasha Steeles needs Savannah Evans as an insurance policy, as Knockout's champion. And then Tom Hannafin says... What about Matt Raywalt? And she says, I don't know who that is. <laughs> and then asks <laughs> where he is tonight. <laughs>
3: That's a good Very stuff. Very much, I don't know her.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know who you're talking about. That's new. Uh, good stuff. I, I Again, I'll put over Savannah Evans. Had an excellent Fisherwoman suplex. And her bridge is crisp. I like it. Getting mm-hmm. near falls. And then you talked about it. The distraction and the finish. But Mia Yim does get the victory. Defeats Savannah Evans with the defeat. And Deanna just kind of walks away. After Jordan Grace helps a Yim even out the odds with Savannah and Tasha Steals, not much, Dad. Unless I something. had a
3: note. The only other note I had about that was Jordan Grace's top was really pretty, and I want to know where she got it. So Jordan, DM me, you know, call me eight six seven five three oh nine. Yes, I probably dated myself just a little bit there. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I feel like every week it's just going to be the fashion that we want to see from Impact Wrestling. Uh, I got one later on. Uh, Sharkboy's in the back, and he's confronted by Eddie Edwards for whatever reason. Uh, Sharkboy is saying that Eddie Edwards should show respect to Impact, and Eddie is like, Sharkboy doesn't know what Impact's become and the disrespect that's being shown. And then out comes Wildcat Chris Harris – who makes another appearance with impact it's his first in a in about a year but he was on impact during the pandemic uh he says it's 20 years of impact we should be celebrating but then says eddie edwards is stuck with honor no more and that you know he'll throw down with edwards even though he's been out of the game wink wink nudge nudge we'll get to that in a minute and then edwards says it's Anniversary. honor no more puts it all to an end this is what i'm talking about a lot of talk about honor no more ending things or taking over it's like What are you taking over? Is it that you want to be champions? Is it that you want to be in charge of impact? Like, what what are you after?
3: That's what I thought when he said, we're putting an end to it. And it's like, either they win all their matches or they disband. But I think even if they win their matches, they're going to be like, Scott, you suck give us they're gonna start pressing him and i've seen people press scott demore before so i mean like it can and has been done i just don't know what the play is here but i do agree with you it's a little frustrating because it's like well what do you guys want you can't sit up here and say impact sucks and then show up on impact like
2: he's <laughs> just there to get paid what are we doing here <laughs> true uh, we're still in the back knockouts tag champs the influence madison rain to neil dashwood they find rosemary who's on top of a ladder for whatever reason unless they're trying to tell us something uh and then they say uh, the influence says that they feel bad about havoc getting squashed and that the decay maybe don't deserve the, the shot at the knockouts tag titles and then they give rosemary a gift and it's makeup have you ever gotten good makeup as a gift, Cresta? Is it something you actually enjoy receiving as a gift from others?
3: It takes a lot of hard work to look this cheap. <laughs> no, like, I mean, honestly, that's not the kind of makeup palette I would have given Rosemary. And uh, makeup is cute and all, but I, I honestly hate putting on makeup. I'd rather just look like a basement zombie. <laughs> Cause then it's like 20 years to take all of this off, but you know, you do what you gotta do. Um, I think that was funny that they gave it to Rosemary. I'm like of all of a, a makeup palette. And then when she's like, girl, you're gonna need this because I'm gonna hurt you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: they're like, This is they leaving out sparkly and dark depressing colors. And yeah, so Rosemary just says they're gonna need the makeup to paint your face after Decay bites it off. I liked it. It was good. It was cute. Uh, if they made that knockouts tag match a <laughs> a ladder match, mm-hmm. would that be wild? I don't think they're going to do it because the queen of the mountains on the card and mm-hmm. ultimate X is on the card. But could you imagine if they made that knockouts tag team title match a ladder match?
3: I can. And uh, that would be funny because like, I respect Madison Ray, but I could see Madison Ray the whole match. Like I, the ladder, the, the ladder, it's gonna be like girl go up the ladder it's like the ladder though the ladder
2: (laughs) we got a super chat from ricardo saying one minute tell me about cresta she's new to me cresta now i'll give you i'll give you the minute why not tell us tell us about yourself because in fairness our first episode got a little bungled because youtube had a huge problem Uh with uh locking a whole bunch of streams including ours on that night so tell us about yourself real quick because there are people who maybe didn't go back or see that we had to post and repost and all, da, da, da. What? tell us about yourself give us a good good minute
3: Here's my elevator pitch. My name is Cresta Star. I've been watching professional wrestling since 2018, a lot longer before that. I took a break because real life happens. I got back into professional wrestling because of Nia Jackson. And I was like, wow, that is a large woman and women are actually trying to hurt each other in professional wrestling. I started doing uh, update videos on TikTok. People started following me and one of my friends was like, hey, you should just do this all the time. So I laugh. I yuck, yuck. I'm a wrestling uh shill. I will always try to help you understand wrestling. I'm a community translator, and I love you. And I love your house. Did you, Did you tell your mom you love her today? I think that was a minute.
2: <laughs> Check out cresta on Twitter. There's a link tree on that Twitter account. It'll connect you to everything she does, including her TikTok and her Twitch. She's fun. She's you. You see it here. I'm not gonna put her over anymore because. We, you know, you you see it. Uh, I all
3: love wrestling and wrestling is just, I want everyone to love wrestling the way I love wrestling. That's all I want for the world.
2: That's what we're here for. We enjoy ourselves. We're having fun and we see the chat showing you some love too. So there you go. Season the chat for Cresta. Uh, Let's talk Kenny King and Blake Christian, because I said you and I should talk for an hour about this match because you are a big Kenny King fan. I am a big Blake Christian fan. The ultimate x spot was on the line and the match was a lot of fun. Yeah, Talk to me. What, what got you into this?
3: Last week, I got on the Kenny King hype train, and now I'm pushing people out of the way to be the conductor. I'm a believer. I thought at first he was going to lose. I'm like, yo, there's no way you're a memer <laughs> and you're going to win. And Blake Christian really took it to Kenny King when he did um, – off that top rope. I forgot what it was. And he landed flat on that man's back. And I was like, oh, everyone is dead. Everyone is dead. But it was it was so good. It was so good. And when he actually got the pin, I was like, okay, Mr. King. I see you. I'm a, I'm a believer. I'm a fan. He's a great talker. I thought all the cockiness was going to get the best of him, and he won clean. I it was surprised. a good match. <laughs> <And> it, <laughs> it was, was a good match.
2: That frog splash from Blake Christian to the back of Kenny King while he's hung up on the top rope that was what you're talking about and that was so worth it along with that Blake Christian hits this like tie up pin it's like a La straw mixed up with like an octopus type of pin it was really good got uh, got a near fall just a lot of like heavy set offense and a lot of near falls and Blake Christian looking crisp as he does Kenny King not to be uh you know outsmarted or upstarted as cocky as he is, can get back to it and absolutely mm-hmm. take everyone out. You got Trey Miguel on commentary, and I like the, the the way that he explains Honor No More. He says there are a bunch of broke window shoppers. I love it. Tom's like, explain. <laughs> and Trey says, they're watching Impact Wrestling. They want something. They can't afford it, so they steal it. And that moment, I was like, good enough. I get it.
3: Like, but I like I'm sorry. What were you going to say? No, no,
2: I said, but I like the match. Go ahead.
3: I was going to echo what you said too about him saying them being window shoppers because it goes back to what I said even earlier you can't come up here and say well impact sucks it's not the same and then show up to work at impact every week it's a little counterintuitive and then when you're like well no one gets what they want if I don't get what I want I thought we sucked what is the truth but Trey Miguel's absolutely right when you guys get your opportunities and you get the chances. You fumble the bag. You don't have enough to pay for the championship, if you will. So you get mad and you want to steal it because you're mad. Someone is like, I can afford it. It's funny.
2: Yeah, it's good. I liked it. And Trey, Trey and commentary did it for me. He's a good guy. He's a, he's a funny guy. Uh, I do like that. He puts the world on that X-Division championship uh-huh. that he wants back. Says, you know, the only thing has changed in my day is that I don't wake up and shine my X-Division championship anymore. I wake up and I shower and da 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 And he basically does everything without the title. And he wants that title back because it's like, it's his baby. I get it. Kenny King wins, defeats Blake Christian via the Royal Flush in a really good match. And I hope that we see more Blake Christian because he continues to make me happy.
3: Yeah. Blake Christian didn't look bad losing there at all. I'm really interested to see what he does, where he goes. Um, I know every time we talk, I feel like I jump around. But when uh, when Alex Shelley and Kaz and them are looking for someone else, I could absolutely seeing him being one of the people that they need for that. So I absolutely can see that.
2: Jack Evans is joining Ultimate X. I did not expect it. I am excited for it. I found it very interesting that all the promo footage that they used was from AEW because Jack Evans has been in the business for 20 Mm -hmm. plus years and they could have gotten footage from literally anywhere else that they've partnered with in the past, but they used all of the AEW stuff. So obviously the Impact AEW partnership is still uh, pretty okay. Have you watched Jack Evans before or are you a fan of his? uh tell me your thoughts if any about jack evans joining ultimate x or what you expect to see out of him
3: so i enjoy jack evans i met him in aew i enjoy his work i've always been one of those people who are like why don't they get more shot because he's crazy athletic he's super he is fluid he's one of those people in the ring where gravity does not apply to him he's he is so good was happy to see him. I didn't mind the AEW footage. I'm like, okay, maybe they wanted your most recent work, you know, like on your resume, put your last job sort of situation. But it to me, it's fine. With Impact, I've learned to expect the unexpected. And that doesn't mean that it's gonna be bad. So I'm I'm with it, I'm with it. That, that match in particular is already super stacked and his um, wrestling style totally fits. In the Ultimate X theme, absolutely. I don't know if he'll win, but I do. I do think he'll be really one of those people who you don't expect to screw someone over, quote unquote. And he's going to be that guy.
2: We still got one more spot open for Ultimate X, I believe. I don't know who it's going to be. I know, chat. You're probably going to light up with a bunch of uh, a bunch of ideas. I just off the top of my head, I I there's no one because there's there are so many. I do think it's going to be a classic. TNA original. Mm-hmm. I just don't know who they're going to find. It, Jeff, Jeff. And I, it's going to be Jeff Jarrett, <laughs> King of the Ultimate X. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, that's the guy. Uh, someone's saying Amazing Red. Actually, that's an excellent shout. I would love that. Uh, where am I at here? I, I'm going to bring up the super chat from uh, Sheldon Jackson saying, I want to see Eddie Edwards back in Pro Wrestling Noah and become the GHC Heavyweight Champion. I think it would add to his character even more being The GHC Heavyweight Champion. I think that is a good idea. I would love to see Eddie Edwards kind of make a return to the Japanese wrestling scene. Uh, There's a partnership right now with Impact and New Japan, at least in way of promotion. Mm. Uh, Maybe it's not going to be Pro Wrestling Noah, but would you like to see Eddie in Japan? What do you think we would? What would you like to see out of Eddie Edwards in a Japanese wrestling promotion?
3: So I I, I want to say I have seen Eddie Edwards if he was in New Japan before, because I'm I'm unlocking a memory of random wrestling clips. I've seen so much wrestling, but I do like Eddie Edwards. This iteration of him can be a little bit of, he's a menace, but I do like Eddie Edwards. You can't knock that guy out. And if you want to get some stiff competition, some stiff-hearted, and I, it's been my experience, you go to either New Japan or you go to CMLL or AAA or something like if you really want that. So I, I wouldn't mind him going to um to Japan and, and Noah or New Japan doesn't matter. I think he'd, he would thrive out there because his his wrestling style lends to that. And it'd be nice. It'd be nice. So I when mean, he comes back and if he's like a super dark character, kind of like a Macklin, I'd be interested in that. I would like it changes him. I'd be interested.
2: This version of, of Eddie Edwards is one of the better ones. Mm-hmm. And I say that because there was a time where Uh, Edwards was just like the heart and soul of Impact Wrestling and it was that over and over and over again. I got sick of that and eventually eventually they gave him Honor No More they turned him and I was so much happier Mm -hmm. I I, I think I'm still okay with what he's doing now but after that it's going to be a question of where do you go from there with Eddie Edwards? Does he stay the heel? Does he stick around with a company or not a, a, a... a group like honor no more like what do we do but also the, like I said I like this about Eddie Edwards I like um, that he that he changed
3: yeah he's a chameleon he's always one of those people cuz I want to say like one of the last storylines that I watched all the way through to the end is when Ace Austin was messing, just trying to mess with his wife. And he's like, yo, what are you doing? And the one before that, I think Killer Cross was also messing with him, chasing him backstage and whatnot. And even then, I was like, yo, you can't knock this guy out. So the fact that he can always morph his character and you can never count him out, I see what you mean. I He's someone to easy fall in love with from beginning to end.
2: Yeah. Going back to Ultimate X, Jesus Garcia dropped a super chat. Thank you. Saying, I would love it if The Last Man was Amazing Red. Jay Lethal would also be a good choice. Lethal had a very good uh, run in Impact Wrestling. The, the, another person that I would bring in from Ring of Honor to do this, Samoa Joe.
3: <laughs> I was just thinking that. Like, if Jay Lethal's there, Samoa Joe is not letting him have that clean... Fair no. No, 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 no. <laughs> I would just
2: I wouldn't even bring Jay Lethal in. I would just bring in Samoa Joe. I, that's all I want. And for those of you who watch me on Fightful Overbooked, we don't just call him Samoa Joe. We call him Samosa Joe, Mimosa Joe, Ragosa Joe, Samoa Joe. Samosa Joe.
3: <laughs>
2: Samosa Joe. Mimosa Joe is another one that people like. Cup of Joe, that's another one. Uh, either way, let's keep going. W. Morrissey's in the back and gets... Uh, sorry. <clears throat> My came up uh w morrissey's in the back and he is uh run into by bupinder gujar and then pco's there as well we'll get to that in a second uh gujar offers morrissey uh, to have his back in his match against Moose macklin and of course morrissey's like hey i appreciate it uh you know it's always good to have someone's back and then they pan over to pco who's like being a full-on psycho
3: <laughs> pco was weird
2: Isn't but in great? a good
3: way he kind of reminds me of Sub-Zero Mortal Kombat 2.
2: <laughs> oh, that's except except this guy's like 51 years old and insane.
3: Yeah, like I, but he he's an absolute unit. Like, don't get me wrong. He's a unit, but he out there with Johnny Swinger levels of weird. I respect it, but he is.
2: <laughs> I miss you, Johnny Swinger. I miss you every day. I have an important question for you. Did you watch WCW? Did you?
3: yes but i was a wee baby and that's my fine. memories are awful
2: do you remember glacier are
3: you about to <laughs> tell me that's the same person
2: no it's not pco is not glacier but like no zero. way <laughs> no 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 but you brought up glacier and you brought up sub zero or i brought up glacier because you brought up sub zero that's what i was getting at
3: that that's where my mom was going like it's giving very that
2: <laughs> yes I really am a big fan that they're trying to give the rub to Bupinder Gujar. This was a mm-hmm. good segment to me. It's more If it's Morrissey's last night on the show, he's kind of like transferring mm-hmm. his cool or just transferring what he's got over to Gujar. So that was fun for me. A little bit of a, a a backstage segment. That was pretty funny. I like PCO just being a full-on psycho. Amara more say, well, And then saying he'll be okay. So, fun. Uh, I love him. I <laughs> <Absolutely>. love <laughs> Ricardo has a super chat for us and says, what if in Ultimate X it is, drum roll please, Kushida. I like the idea. He hasn't shown up yet back in New Japan as people were expecting him to show up for Best of the Super Juniors. Didn't happen. What if he shows up as a member of the Impact Wrestling roster?
3: He would have I to like... win it. He would. Have I would to win. love that. Yeah. Like no, no shade to the other competitors, but if Kushida did that, he would have to win it. He would have yeah. to. He would have
2: to. Uh, Matt Raywalt takes on Rich Swan. Ricardo again hits us with the super chat, saying Rich Swan has the grooviest music in wrestling, and I'm inclined to agree. Yes. <laughs> I thought you were about to start singing it.
3: <laughs> no, 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 I'm not. I'm not going to subject you to that.
2: <laughs> why, why not? One day, one day. Uh, by the way, for those who are of the more uh, metal persuasion, Matt Raywalt's theme, and I mentioned this way back a year ago when I did a review for an Impact show. The theme is a take on Symphony X's song Prelude from the album 5 or V, the new mythology suite. Go back and listen to that. It's called Prelude. It is the same tune. It's the same track, just redone. Go and find it. it. It killed me when I originally heard it. So there you go. Apparently, over the weekend, Rich Swan became the new digital media champion for Impact Wrestling. Won the title at Pro Wrestling Revolver in Las Vegas. I like that they jumped that into the uh, the segments. And, uh, yeah, Swan beat Cardona, but Cardona took the belt. He stole it. He absconded with the belt. So now Rich Swan is the champion, but he's also not the champion. Doesn't hold the, the physical official belt. champion. Yes. Uh, good match. I don't really have much to say about it. What do you, what do you think? What do you think of Ray Walton Swan?
3: I was surprised at the, again, chemistry. These two were really good in the ring. I forgot how tall Ray Walton is holy cow or maybe the juxtaposition between him and swan he's really tall really athletic too i thought raywald looked really great here swan always looks great i don't really have too many notes on this one but their chemistry i i kind of want to see him in another match (laughs) they were really good together i would watch them again absolutely
2: i've got in my notes raywald is so smooth and so lanky and so pasty white. And it's not a bad thing because his look is so unique and he's a great wrestler. But you want to see them run it back because it was actually a really, it good, was really
3: match. good. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Rich Swan gets the win with the Phoenix splash. So good. And I guess they need they need a new digital media championship match for Slammiversary, or maybe the pre-show, whatever it is. Who could it be? Who's going to challenge Rich Swan for the digital media championship?
3: Jordan Grace. <laughs>
2: I think she's busy that night.
3: It's two After Slayton
2: <laughs> I would have. You know who I would have, though, if you're going to do that? Chris Bay is a good one. I would have ODB. You bring back ODB for <laughs> one night. And you have Rich Long versus ODB. That's the one. But really, the answer, thank you, Greg gets it. It's, it's Johnny Swinger. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Swinger.
3: <laughs> no. Nah.
2: It's Johnny Swinger against Rich Swan for the digital media championship. That's what I want.
3: Not this. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch it. I'd be sports entertained, but not this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> if you want to be sports entertained, go ahead. Toss us a thumbs up on this video. Our super chats are rolling in. One from Ryan Sullivan says, "This is for Cresta." That's it. That's the comment.
3: Oh, thank you so much. Listen. I'm going to put over Joel every time because it's a two-man booth. It's a two-man commentary. Something, something, two-man power trip. Something, something.
2: <laughs> I got to put him
3: over. He's great to talk to. I love him. I love him. Y'all got to give Joel some love, too. You can't have uh, Shawn Michaels without Marty Janelli. You know, I don't know who's Janelli. I don't know who's Janelli. But you can't have one without the other. That's all I'm saying. Stop
2: talking my friend. I don't think either of us are going on Facebook and talking about weird conspiracy theories that we may or may not have been a part <laughs> of.
3: Yo, is a weird place. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it is. Uh, someone's saying that my beard is top tier. Thank you. Uh, my beard also used to be much longer, but uh, and it also used to be much less white. Having a child would do that to you. Uh, let's go ahead. Talking to Man Boost, let's talk about the good brothers. They come out, I remind you once again, as I do every week, (coughs) please give me the Bullet Club jacket. If you know where I can find it, please link me. Or if you're Carl Anderson, please give me the Bullet Club jacket. I would really like it. Thank you. They say that they earn their title shot. They talk about being headliners at Madison Square Garden, at the Tokyo Dome, the O2 Arena in the UK where the Beatles and Shakira have been. And then (laughs) they remind us that they were the world's greatest tag team in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia, which got a huge, huge boo from the crowd. I love that. (laughs) Uh, That's good stuff. And then they, they put over the Briscoes, but they say they grease up pigs at the county fair. They bob for apples. They're the Delaware tag champs of potato sack racing and they live on a chicken farm. All those things are true, by the way. You do not have to try and uh, figure that out. That's funny. And then they do the top 10 things the good brothers have done in Impact.
3: That was funny.
2: (laughs) So here's the thing. I take notes during the show. I do. And I, (laughs) I actually wrote all of these stupid things down. The first one is their debut and they got a big buy rate. The first one is winning the Impact Tag Champions. The second time winning the Impact Tag Champions. At championship. And then they said, and they beat the Briscoes. 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 And then beat the Briscoes. <laughs> the absurd comedy in me wanted the the last thing to be something so stupid. And then the Briscoes interrupt them. And I'm like, well, now we're never going to find out. Of course we do. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert. Briscoes come out and they're just like, hey, uh, get up and grind. We, we are of the farm and the Good Brothers are pampered. They call them pampered asses. I mean, you know, when you were babies, you probably wore Pampers. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get to the number one moment for the Good Brothers. Do you remember what it was, Cresta?
3: Um, if my memory serves me correctly, it was beating the Briscoes. <laughs> there it is,
2: number one with the bullets. And then the Briscoes called the Good Brothers comedians, and that's why they'll never win the tag titles from them. And then they do a beat them up, and then the Good Brothers take a powder. I liked this segment. It was silly. It was fun, but it was a little bit serious. The one thing I didn't love was that the Good Brothers were getting cheered when the Briscoes are clearly the faces in this uh, this tag match coming up at Slammiversary. Give me your thoughts. What do you think? I talk too much.
3: You don't talk too much. I love it. You're great. You're the best. That segment was funny. One thing about the Good Brothers—they're gonna talk, and that was funny. And <laughs> when you make a good point, it's like the fans are supposed to cheer for these people and always bring up. Vince McMahon once famously said, us wrestling fans don't know what we want. <laughs> we don't know what we want. We gonna cheer. Sometimes you make sense even though you're the bad guy. <laughs> it was funny. I thought, even though, like you said, the topic was serious, because the Briscoe's like, yo, bro, we don't play. Like, what's funny? I don't know what a joke is. What's funny? I'm here to fight. It was still funny. It was still funny, because I think it's even more comical, because I I feel like in my old bones." that the good brothers are going to lose. So that's even funnier to me. <laughs> it's like you're talking all this spiciness. That's fine. But the Briscoe's about to take you to the farm.
2: <laughs> Where they pluck chickens too.
3: They're going to teach you how to – I My family is on the island, so we see what they do to the chickens on the island. you going to learn today.
2: <laughs> Losers have to pluck the chickens. I get it. Oh, good. so actually, I do like that at the end of it, when the Good Brothers took a powder, it kind of put they put the heel heat on them. I like that. Uh-huh. That helps. It, it, it kind of like started the Good Brothers getting that big cheer. People were excited to see them. And then by the end of it, they were definitely behind the Briscoes. I was I, I it made sense by the end of it. And that works for me. Josh Alexander's in the back and he puts over Eric Young winning the six man tag match last week, he says he isn't concerned about the win. And then I'm a big fan, by the way, of watching Josh Alexander make his whole, like, raison d'etre, his reason for being, as being the Impact World Champion. I'm a big fan. It makes that championship the most important thing in the promotion and the most important thing to the champion. I'm a big fan of that. Uh Cody Diener walks up, says Josh should be very concerned with facing Eric Young and Eric Young winning that six-man tag. And then Doring shows up and he stares at... Josh Alexander, they do a beat up and then pull apart, blah, blah, blah. And then they come back. And Josh Alexander's talking to Scott demore and he demands a match with Joe Doring. We're getting it next week. Cresta, you and I talked about this last week before we even knew this was happening. And and again, this is so frustrating because I'll be honest, I read the spoilers. I know, I know the matches that happened. I just for, completely forgot about this match happening. Josh alexander's taking on Joe Doring next week, and it's the undefeated Joe Doring. So this actually means something. Tell me what you think. Tell me everything.
3: So I, I wrote that down, too. Like, it's so crazy that me. You were just talking about this last week. When before we do the commercial, when he's talking to Scott Damore, not to Scott Damore, but uh, before he gets dropped by Violet by Design, I was like, wow, he needs to do something. And I was thinking, like, what if there's, like, a tag match, a bar, um, Diener and Doring from ringside, and then we get back, and he's like, I want to fight um, Joe Doring. Joe Doring is undefeated. That's a good way to put over Alexander. Because if you if you overthink it, like, okay, so Alexander's going to beat Doring because he's going to lose at same anniversary. But if you don't overthink it, like, okay, he's going to beat Doring. That shows he can, she can beat. It's great. It's great. Because Doring is a... Alexander's a huge man. Doring is a larger man. So I'm excited to see how this works out. I hope there is some sort of stipulation. I would like to see alexander versus young straight up and not saying that he they won't happen if they're not barred but i'm not putting it past violent by design to see eric young in any sort of peril and be like that's not going down he's we're we're gonna win i don't want to get beat up by eric young again we're gonna win so i'm interested i would love to see how that play i hope i don't think alexander is going to lose that's a little silly but you never know. An impact is expected unexpected. What do you think is going to happen there, Joel?
2: I would love for them to do something you just made reference to. I would love for them to announce that the winner of the match, if Joe Doring wins, Violent by Design can be ringside for the mm-hmm. match at Slammiversary. But if Josh Alexander wins, Violent by Design is barred from ringside. And it's Josh and Eric Young one-on-one. That's it. No one's allowed at ringside. Uh, I'm expecting this to be a host fight. I'm just expecting it to be Alexander looking like like getting beat up, but then having Josh kind of come up from behind not from behind, but to, you know, being the underdog, plucky mm. underdog, get the win. When he hits that C four spike on Joe mm. Doring, because it's it's inevitable, it's gonna happen. It's gonna be masterful. it's gonna look really good.
3: It's gonna put um. him over strong. Yeah.
2: I think so. But it's going to be a fun match to watch. And that's the thing about pro wrestling. Once in a while, there's a match where you know the outcome, but you know that the matchup's going to oh, make yeah. it worth watching.
3: That's Literally, cool. it's not the destination. It's the journey. There's a there's a lot of matches like that in other promotions, and I'll just be like, I don't care. <laughs> I want to see how this happens.
2: Absolutely. And and that's, that's one of the things that Impact, I think, gets right a lot of the time. Yes. And it's sometimes putting the matches there where – yeah, the outcome may be obvious, but they're definitely telling the right stories to get there. And I appreciate that. Actually, someone in the chat was asking about uh, why Impact doesn't do live shows other than their pay-per-views or undersea, like their, their plus shows, but uh-huh. why TV is never live. I'm actually much happier watching their TV product like this, because while I may know the outcomes of the matches in advance because of tapings, all of the backstage stuff, nobody knows about so some of their best storytelling is done through those backstage segments. Not just the the stand-up behind the curtain with the the TVs and the interviewer. No, but like some of the stuff, like later on, we're going to talk about the Heath and Rhino stuff. The stuff that came out of that, nobody knew what that was going to happen. Nobody knew what that Slammiversary match was going to look like. And I like the way they get to it. Mm-hmm. So that's how I feel kind of with Impact now and the way that they run their television. I don't know if you feel the same way or if you're feeling differently.
3: Oh, about, I mean... I have found with Impact that unless you're looking for the spoilers, you're not really going to get spoiled because I managed, like I knew this was pre-taped and like, yeah, Morrissey's last show, but I didn't know any of the matches, how they were going to play out, whatever like that. I think that also too, um, I find that Impact fans and people who are fans of Impact Wrestling are just genuinely happy that people want to watch the product. So even if people know, they'll be like, I'll wait till Thursday, and then we can talk about it. So, yeah, I I don't mind it not being live. Because Lucha Underground wasn't live, and I thoroughly enjoyed that.
2: They also made the people in the stands fill out an NDA.
3: Oh, well... (laughs) it's a little different
2: (laughs) different. anyway we're down to our last two matches folks if you want to donate a super chat get your questions statement around the air we'd love it It supports us here at Fightful we are self-sufficient self-funded as I say uh better than PBS OGK Matt Taven and Mike Bennett take on Heath and Rhino I've made so many allusions to this match this to me was an excellent match for the storytelling Mm -hmm. that comes through and after the entire match because the match itself is fine he got, you know, Bennett loves doing this like running the ropes until he just hits you with a thumb to the eye. I like that. It's just classic, you know, trolley heel stuff. work. Yeah, exactly. Um little things like that work and again, I'll bring it up on and no more being in this bind where they're like we're going to do it. We're going to do something. I swear to god, we're going to do it. Just you wait. We're going to we're going to do it. But uh they won and this all came together, this match, after Heath and Rhino had confronted them last week. So it worked. But the match doesn't matter. The post-match beatdown is what matters. Because Edwards comes in with a chair, and then more surround Rhino. They wrap his knee in a chair. They beat him with the chair. Rhino is screaming. PCO came down there and just kind of stood there. And that is a big sticking point to me as we get to the main event and where he was slotted in. We'll talk about that in a second. But either way... Kazarian and Motor Machine Guns come in. They make the save. Rhino is screaming in pain. We'll go to the back in a minute, but first give me your thoughts on the match, on the post-match. What do you think?
3: Whatever Rhino was selling, I was buying. Like Rhino, like I thought they pilmanized his knee, crushed his knee, whatever you call it. Whatever he's selling, I am buying. So kudos to you, Rhino. I really thought you were injured, injured, injured. Um, To me, I didn't understand PCO just standing there either. I was like, you're not gonna help after they yelled at you, you're not gonna help, or whatever it is. So um I also thought the post match was not to say that it was weird, but it's kind of sad that Heath and Rhino aren't gonna be the ones to um to be involved in that five-man match. But I do like that it sets up something further down the line.
2: Me too. And it's going to set up an opportunity for Ethan Rhino to get their cub humpins, just not at Slammiversary. It was a good sell by Rhino. I fully agree. We go to the back. Rhino's being helped out and then loaded into an ambulance. And then Kazarian and Motor City Machine Guns tell Scott Amor that they want honor no more at Slammiversary. Scott says, fine, there's three of you. Kenny King's going to be an Ultimate X, so there's going to be five of them. If you find any two Impact wrestlers, I don't care who they are, anybody from Impact ever, then you guys can take on Honor No More. Cresta, who the hell is it going to be? I'm 99% sure I already know, and I'm sure the chat's going to start filling up with who it is. Who do you think is going to be the two members to take on Honor No More along with Kaz and Motor City Machine Guns?
3: Yo, I'm so lost because I was racking my brain. you like, Chad is going to do it, and I'm over here – trying to cheat with Chad I'm like (laughs) I don't know who I was thinking I was memeing earlier but I was like Jeff Jarrett I'm like nah they wouldn't do that's a meme that's a meme bully right nah, nah, they wouldn't do that I I legitimately don't know so I'm excited I'm the, the goop the gag I'm excited for that but I legitimately don't know I legit don't know and I know that sounds bad but I'm excited to see who it's gonna be
2: I'm still
3: cheating. I'm looking. I'm looking. Christopher Christopher
2: Daniels. Cresta, you can't go to Nashville. You can't bring out Chris Harris, the Wildcats, without bringing back Sorry About Your Damn Luck. America's Most Wanted have to be the team that come out with Motor City Machine Guns, more originals from Impact, and Frankie Kazarian. They were all around at the same time. Those are the two guys I would bring in. And in a in a five on five, sure, Chris Harris hasn't been wrestling long, but he, he can still do it in a five on five, I think, if it's a big old brawl.
3: That's not a bad, that's not a bad shout.
2: Like Has I said,
3: I I was I was racking my brains. I was thinking they would bring someone old for the 20-year anniversary, but then it wouldn't be someone maybe who's a little bit current. I I worked myself into a shoot, work, shoot, brother.
2: <laughs> and because Storm lives in in Nashville, Tennessee, or just outside. He lives in Tennessee. It's easy for him. By the way, shout out to James Storm, my birthday buddy. It was his birthday yesterday, too. Happy birthday. Happy belated birthday, James Storm. There you go.
3: Happy birthdays in chat for Joel. He turned a fresh 21. Um, <laughs> A fresh young man. Fresh. Right. Dressed and this fresh. Beard. <laughs>
2: That's right. This beard just tells a story. Motor City Machine Guns and Kazarian take on OGK and Eddie Edwards next week on Impact. Looking forward to the six-man tag. Okay. And uh, looking forward to the, the possibility of AMW. I, I, I like the idea of doing it. Main event time. Get your super chats in. Get your thumbs up in. Get it up now. Let's go. Moose and Steve Macklin take on W. Morrissey and PCO in PCO's. Not, sorry, not PCO's, but W. Morrissey's presumed last match in Impact Wrestling. First of all, I got to shout out Steve Macklin, which we do before. We've done it a bunch of times. Yeah. But I don't think people really realize how big of a dude he is. Yeah. Who he's in the ring with. PCO is like a 5'10 guy, but he's he's real stocky. Okay? So that's one. Moose is a tall guy. W Morris, he's a tall guy. But Macklin stood on his own, and he stood tall. He looked good. So I got to put over Steve Macklin because he, he was in the land of the Giants in WWE. But here he's standing tall with these other three guys. So I got to say that.
3: I also thought he looked really amazing this whole... This whole match was, to me, was Macklin PCO. Like, nothing against Moose, and I feel like Moose paid his part perfectly. Like, I want to wrestle, but also with Sammy. But I got to put over Macklin in this match. He he did excellent here. Like, he just looked good. And yeah. Morrissey did too, but Macklin was was eating it up really good.
2: Big hospite fight early with Moose and Morrissey. Like you were saying, though, it really did come down to Macklin doing all the work, doing the heavy lifting. I like Macklin and Moose going after W. Morrissey's knee. They did a good job with that. But uh, PCO hitting a deanimator on Macklin on the apron, just gets that right back none. up. PCO then does the second rope headbutt on Moose, and then does the second rope tope on Moose and Macklin. And then he misses the moonsault, and then it all kind of ends there. There's a blind tag from Macklin. PCO takes out Moose. Macklin hits the DDT on Morrissey. Morrissey goes out on his back. As Macklin and Moose get the win, Moose Spears PCO, and lights go off as they do, and the death machine is in the ring, and he's got a date with the death machine, does Moose. That's-
0: this is the story of the wand. As a
2: maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears.
0: Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
3: That's right. I was surprised Sammy Callahan did not interfere in that match. I was surprised. I was.
2: I'm happier with Callahan showing up after the fact. Give me okay. the finish. Give me Macklin looking good with the win because now whatever Macklin does at Slammiversary, it's going to matter in the grand scheme of things because you got to assume that he's going after the world championship after Slammiversary. Mm-hmm. If they do against all odds, they're doing it in in, uh, in Atlanta. you got to assume that Macklin's going to be next in line for that title shot. Got to be, right?
3: Yeah. I mean, there's no way at this point, I feel like, if even, okay, let me not say at this point, maybe if Alexander wrestles a couple of people, get a couple of matches, Macklin will be the person where they're like, oh, wow, you could really drop the belt. You know what I mean? I wouldn't want him to drop the belt right now to uh, to anyone because he literally just got it, Alexander. But when it comes time, I would like to see Macklin go over just because he's been tearing it up. He really has. He I give respect where respect is due. Forgotten son, who remember me now? He's so good. He's so good. He's so yeah.
2: Good. He's really, really just like W. Morrissey had his resurgence in impact. Mm-hmm. This is Steve Macklin's world in Impact Wrestling, and he's doing a really, really good job with what he's been given so far.
3: I want to also say too that Impact Wrestling, like Impact Wrestling, will take people who quote unquote don't fit in or don't didn't do anything, and really changes these people for the best. I want to even go ahead and say Ring of Honor, before these people come to any of these other promotions, Ring of Honor was the place to be. I really, really, really like the presentation Impact puts on every week for people, even if it is pre-taped, you know what I mean? It's really solid, really solid work. It's really solid work. And I I cannot wait for Slammiversary and I want more people to get on the impact hype train for Slammiversary because it's going to be good. It, this whole string of shows since their last pay-per-view has been really good.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I do agree. And one thing that I think you and I should do when we get to the week going into Slammiversary, the last, the go-home show, when uh-huh. we do that, maybe we should have our, our top five Slammiversary anniversary. TNA people that we want to see show up or even, even if it's like a video thing because I see the chats talking about like Dixie Carter and I mm-hmm. obviously we talk about Jeff Jarrett a bunch not necessarily people in matches but maybe the top five people we want to see show up at Slammiversary from yep. the old days let's do that we'll do that on the go home show to Slammiversary sound good
3: I'm gonna write down for my homework <laughs> yes
2: <laughs> leave it in the comments drop the comment in this video tell us who your top five TNA originals are that you want to see show up at Slammiversary we'll grab some of those we'll grab our own and I'm sure we're gonna have a big old party on the go home to Slammiversary that's in a couple of weeks we've got enough time until then I think we we did it I think we ran the show down it was a good show I know it wasn't your favorite right
3: Yeah, like in comparison to last week, because last week really left me at almost the top of the mountain. And I stumbled down a little bit. It's Out of 10, I would say 7.5, close to a 7.9 even, close to an 8. Only because last week was so good, I expected it to be this good this week. But not to say that it was a bad show by any means. Just by, it's a victim of its own success.
2: (laughs) My PR friend. (laughs) Uh, I enjoyed the show. And I enjoy all of y'all got you guys and girls and friends beyond the binary hanging out with us. You can subscribe to Five select. Let's get these plugs right out of the way. It's the best five bucks you can spend to get all the exclusive news, all the good stuff. You can get exclusive podcasts every single day dropping. Let's say you're like, Hey, I want to hear about what happened in the Indies over the weekend or during the week, or you want to hear about Level Up, or you want to hear about what's going on in the latest event in MLW. Well, Steven Jensen's got you covered with the Weekender podcast. Maybe you want all your news kind of condensed from the week. Sean Ross Apps got you with his backstage report. Maybe you want a Q&A. There's a live one today that Sean did. You can go check that out now if you subscribe to Fightful Select. Or maybe you just want to, you know, talk about WWE Raw and SmackDown and how much it's not the greatest or maybe you don't enjoy it well Alex Palowski's got you set up with sour Graps. he does it every week twice a week go get it that's what we do here at Fightful Select and of course you've got your post impact show tonight as we're here you've got tomorrow Sean Rossap and Kate Elizabeth they're going to be talking about WWE Smackdown they're going to talk about AEW Rampage that live Rampage from Ontario at the Toyota Center it's going to be a good time I'm going to stop chilling Grab cities on Saturday too they're good too they're great wonderful Cresta Do the thing. Plug away.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, my name is Cresta Star. You can find me on twitch.tv slash Cresta Star. Twitter at Cresta The Star with two E's. And there is a link tree in my bio that has the links to all of my social medias. Everywhere else is Cresta Star except... Uh, Twitter, which you can see right below, is Cresta V star. I'm going to shoot it back over to Joel. Follow Joel. Where can they find you, Joel? Oh, other way. Where can they find you, Joel?
2: <laughs> I'm an easy guy to find. I'm at Joel Pearl, J O E L P E A R L. If you're enjoying the show, let us know in the comments or just tell Sean Ross Sapp on Twitter that you really enjoy Cresta and I, or just Cresta, or just me. Probably both of us if I had Two to guess. Two man power trip. <laughs> Two man power trip. That's right. We're going to take everything and then we're going to blow our quads and we're going to be done. Ladies, gentlemen, friends, <laughs> be on the binary. We'll be back next week for more Impact Wrestling Talk. We'll see you then.